Hey, welcome everybody. It's Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Tommy, how are you today? Great, Jim. I'm doing really well. Uh, excited to be back to work today. We had some football practice and I uh, love being back on the field with my teammates. I was saying earlier to them, I said, as much as I love golf on a bye week to play a couple of holes, I'm way better at football and uh, throwing the football to me is much more enjoyable than, than being on the golf course. So it was a good week. Um, got a chance to refresh a little bit. Got chance to spend some time with my family and um got a chance to really regroup and see where we're at during football you know it's been eight weeks and um good chance to kind of evaluate where we're at so a lot going forward here for me and i'm excited about the second half of the season so you probably haven't played golf at all during the season i find when i don't play and i come right back i play a lot better and then after a couple of days i i remember why i haven't played now in a long stretch <laughs> of time was that the case with you I think I go between shots and I go, I hate this game. This is the worst game. Uh, I hate golf too. You know, you hit two good shots and you go, God, I love being out here. So <laughs> from uh, between both of those, it's a little bit maddening. The hard thing with golf is there's so many different shots to hit. So yeah, I mean, make one putt or hit one drive, but like, what about the three wood off a side hill lie? You know, it's, it's way more difficult than, uh, you know, than, than something that I'm actually good at, which is throwing a football. So. I prefer that. I'll stick to that for as long as I can. Tom, so when the NFL instituted this bye week some time ago, uh, how much does it refresh you and reinvigorate you from not only the physical aspect, but also the mental ability to get away from it for a little bit, uh, to not have to study, and also the emotional aspect? Last time we talked to you, you know, the emotion wasn't good. Feel good about yeah. where you are in the season, but, you know, you're disappointed in the way the game ended. Yeah, because especially when the, the when it's mid-season, you know, you have a perspective on the season. And I think if you break the season into quarters, we're really at halfway mark. You know, we got one more game. We've added the 17th game, um, unfortunately. But this is eight games into the year. We've got, you know, we got a lot of football ahead. And I think when you look at eight games, you go, all right, these are all the things that we're kind of good at. These things that are going well. These are things that are obviously showing up that we haven't done as good a job at. So, you know, an honest evaluation of where you're at can really help you going forward. So you've got to take the time to kind of mentally figure out where you're at with the team. And then physically, it's good for your body to get a break, get some different stimulation. Because, you know, for a friend snake that just ran a marathon, I always say football is like a marathon. You know, this is you're at mile uh, 13 and a half right now. And, you know, you're you're past the point of, uh, you know, the early season hype and hope and you're nowhere near the finish line so at this point you're just grinding your way through these weeks so it's good to have a little different stimulation and you know today being back at practice I felt really excited fresh ready to go and a lot of my teammates did too so it was a really good break I think at all in all aspects you mentioned a word there I got to follow up on you said the word unfortunately about the 17th game do your <laughs> teammates and everybody around the league the players feel the same way or do they like the check no, I think it's, I think it's pointless. I, I thought it was a terrible decision. So I don't, I don't like the fact that we're playing a 17th game at all. I think 16 is plenty. And, um, you know, again, you're eight, you're, you're eight games into the year and you're not halfway through. So that's kind of a, a little frustrating aspect. So whatever, I mean, we'll play it. It's there. You know, a lot of guys probably miss games over the course of the season anyway. So they probably don't play all 16. Most guys, but, you know, if you're fortunate to be able to make it through a season, then, you know, you got to play the 17th game. 
Um, I think there's a lot of things that I would adjust to, you know, the off season, um, you know, the regular season schedule. A lot of people know my feelings on some of these topics. So I've been pretty vocal about uh, NFL issues over the last couple of years and some of the, you know, things that are done that I don't necessarily think are in the best interests of the game. I want to further this just a little bit because we see in the NBA load management and players intentionally taking nights off because there's just too much basketball for them and the season's too hard. Football, the games are so important. There's only 17. But do you think we might get to the point where we see load management and guys who just say, you know what, my body can't take 17 games and there's a big difference? I think there's definitely a threshold where there's too much. Um you know, a lot of it's going to be based on your recovery, your ability to get back to, you know, where you need to be for the week of practice, you know, because it's not just the game, it's the week of practice too. So, you know, you add up three days of practice, which is, you know, two, two and a half hours of practice. That's another seven hours on the field and then another game, which is a very, again, it gets a demolition derby out there. So, um, again, I mean, guys miss a lot of games. I mean, there's guys that play 12 games a year. There's guys that play eight games a year. You know, Russell Wilson's been hurt this year and Rogers missed last week's game. There's different players at different positions. So the 17th game is definitely, um, it's definitely a challenge. If you're if going from 16 to 17, I think it's a, a significant deal. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots or table games like Blackjack, Roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. And it's only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. I think it's interesting when you look at football, too. We've always added more. You know, it went from 14 to 16, 16 to 17. Was it, what was it in boxing where they had, like, championship? Was it, like, 15 rounds? rounds? Yeah, it was 15, well, but wasn't there more before that at one point? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, it was when, when, when they first started, it was until you couldn't go anymore. <laughs> yeah. So they've reduced those to, to make sure it's really quality. And then now it went from 15 rounds, which those last three rounds were pretty tough. You know, those, those 15 rounds. So now it's to 12, you know, would it go something shorter than that? Who knows? But um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, it's a lot of these things need to be thought out and we only know with kind of the passage of time and the perspective gain on these things, whether they're good or bad. So is football only do it for the revenue? Yeah, Absolutely. That's all. That's what it's about. But that's probably like most things. I mean, it's a, we're in a commercial business, you know, and we're in an entertainment business. So, you know, if, if you're an ownership, you know, the more, the better, you know, and I think this was added this, this year for the first time. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who, who feels that it's been a great idea, but uh, you know, some guys do, some guys don't. With your teammates. You know, because you've said repeatedly throughout the course of our time together that there is a 100% injury rate in the National Football League. There's not a guy out there playing who isn't feeling something somewhere. Some of it's debilitating where you miss time. Others nag throughout the season. And everybody's got something. Yeah. Does this just increase that threshold of something and are more guys going out there not playing to their best of ability because there's an extra game and because more is being asked of you guys? I think you're playing to your best of, best of ability based on how you're feeling. Um, and obviously with the, they cut down on a preseason game. I don't think many guys were playing in the preseason earlier. Um, you know, we played 
last year, no preseason games. And in 2011, we played no preseason games. Um, I don't believe preseason games are very necessary at this point. I think you can get away with joint practices. I mean, I think if you're going to increase games, you I think you decrease in other areas. I mean, I think there's a lot of challenging things about the offseason I see um, that I've expressed. You know, I think there's things about the preseason um, that I've expressed, you know, and and – I mean, you, you got to look at it from all areas. I don't think that I, I don't, I think you have to look at it. What's right for the owners, what's right for the coaches, what's right for the players, and then come to the right agreement. And I think the problem is there's, there's not a lot that of a constructive conversation that happens between what's best for all three. A lot of times it's, it's, it's very forceful negotiating issues. And in the end, someone wins and someone loses. And if you're truly a partner, you don't want your other aspect of the partnership to lose but i believe that you know there's a partnership aspect that uh it, it's not very well it's certainly my time in the nfl you know that's not the way it is you know we're basically a commodity and you know if we can go out to make money that's what we do um our union hasn't proven that it's strong enough to you know withstand the the pressure from nfl owners and um, I would love to see a stronger union so that we can negotiate something that's more fair and what's really right for the owners, for the coaches and the players. Cause a lot of uh, all three groups need different things. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to ask more then you better provide more, but that, that hasn't been uh, that hasn't been the way the negotiations have gone. Why do you think if it's a partnership that all sides aren't listening to one another? Because the, because the owners haven't had to listen to the players, you know, because usually what the owners want, they, the owners get. So, uh, you know, they, that's, that's just the way the business has gone. And, you know, we need strong union, you know, leadership from the player standpoint and a unified union in order to have the right amount of leverage to negotiate what we think is appropriate for an NFL player. But right now it's more like we get told what to do. And, you know, yeah, there's a vote in a CBA, but it's, uh, you know, the choice is don't play or, you know, play under these circumstances. And we've essentially agreed to play under their circumstances. Because it's a lot easier to get 32 guys to agree to something and stay out of it and let a couple of people negotiate than to figure out how to get 1,500 plus players and entities to come together. So yeah, and when I think it's a vote, it's, it's, it's not a vote of what everybody's 1,500 ideas are. It's what has been negotiated on your behalf, and you either like it or you don't like it. And most guys at the end of the day, Tom, say, you know, I've got to take a check. My time in the NFL is short. It's three years, the average run of an NFL player, not 22 like yours. So uh, if they lose that year, uh, they've lost, on an average, uh, a third of their career. Absolutely. And, and obviously the, the ownership and, and the league office has all the information players don't have any of that information and we're not armed with the information because it's not a partnership. So in the end, they give us the information they feel is appropriate and they have a lot of media partners that give out that information. And it's very difficult for players to discern what's right or what's not right. So we have union leadership, which absolutely does the best they can based on the circumstances that they have. Um, but it's very challenging to get 1500 players to agree 
And it's much easier to get 32 owners to a degree who have all the information and they do regularly quarterly meetings and they meet and they're all interested in growing the game, which look, the players want to grow the game as well. Um, you know, but we want to grow it in a way that's again, that's right for, for the players as well. So there's not a lot of thought that goes into that. And, and I don't think the coaches are represented as well either. You know, so um, I think there can be much, a much more constructive way of doing the right thing by all parties. If there was, if there was the right committees and right amounts of negotiation and, and um, you know, I think it would actually make for a much better game, which is ultimately, if you really care about football and you really love the game, that's what you'd care about in the end. Uh, because the product of the football is super important to all of us, especially if you're someone who's been in football for as long as I've been in it. You know, I love the sport. I love seeing great football. Um, you know, how do you come together to put together the best possible product for all the people who are watching and investing their time? Um, and we've been in, a, in an incredible economy the last bunch of years. We really have been. Um, you know, the growth of the sport has been great. And I think that the owners and the league have done a great job in growing it to a global audience. And, um, you know, there's the business of football is great. Absolutely. Final thought on this uh, before we move forward. Is, is this something you would like to commit yourself to being involved with even after your playing career? Improving the game, making it better for the players and, and all concerned? I'd love to see it better for the players, for the owners. For the, I'd love to see players, owners, coaches. I'd love to see develop great players at every position, keep players healthy for as long as possible, share best practices. I mean, it's, you know, players should have the best health care and receive the best treatment I have for a long time. I've had to do it myself, though. That's just a reality. The team didn't provide it for me. I had to reach out and do it myself. So that's what I did. And that's why I'm still playing the way I am today. Um, Cause I had to take that into my own hands. That's why I started our TB 12 performance and recovery business. You know, I've learned so many things along the way about that. Um, that's why I'm very concerned with my body. That's why I'm very cognizant of how, you know, what I put in my body, the hydration, what I eat, um, how I recover, uh, how I train, how I work out, how I uh, get all my pliability treatments. All those things are super important to me. I want to live a great life beyond football. And I want to teach other people who have been in my position and others who love being active, the same types of things. So, um, you know, I've been on this for a long time and I'm, I believe that I'm going to do a lot more things beyond playing football in the next 50 years of my life. Uh, you know, teaching and educating uh, the next generation. Really interesting stuff. That's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. Our program is Let's Go. It's brought to you by Mastro's Steakhouse. A trip to Mastro's is a culinary adventure. Experience the good life with handcrafted cocktails, exceptional steaks, and the freshest seafood. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. And let me tell you this. There's a Tom Brady who thinks that's the most nutritional, the best food, including <laughs> the cocktails. He happens to be the original Tom Brady, <laughs> senior. Yes. He is at Mastro's constantly. Visiting he with is. Tillman Fertitta, our great sponsor and owner. So, I am too, by there's, the way. There's I'm a lot of nutritional senior. value over there at Mastro's, and I, and I speak to it too. I love it. I do too. I love it too. And I, you know, it's it's absolutely a, uh, a unbelievable restaurant, and I love it, and I enjoy it, and I especially love all the vegetables too. Very good. Much more with Let's Go right here on Sirius XM. Stay with us. 
Hi, everyone. This is Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've been bringing my decades of experience to my podcast, In Conversation. We talk to legendary athletes like Billie Jean King and Ray Allen, celebrities like David Duchovny, award-winning jazz bassist Christian McBride, and all kinds of authors. It's everything from sports to culture to media. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA. All right, Tom, it looks like you've put an insurance policy in place as you get ready for the football team from Washington. Uh, you gave a jersey to Chase Young last year. Uh, he asked you for one. <laughs> And now you face him uh, coming up this week. Uh, you fulfilled that obligation. You uh, sent him uh, a jersey that said best of luck. Do you hope he kind of takes it easy uh, on you now this week? <laughs> Was that the yes. insurance policy you needed? Yes. And did USAA write that policy? The answer is yes, and uh, a good, smart crew. Have you ever seen Chase Young out on the field? He is uh, he is a young stud, and he's been a great player for you know a year and a half now. So uh, – Hopefully he's not in the backfield too much. My big boys up front are pretty prepared and uh, we got a big challenge. So we're coming off a loss. We've had to sit with that for the last eight days. We got a big week of prep. You know, we got to get back on the winning page. And part of winning this game is going to be handling chase and that defensive front of the Washington football team. So we'll have our hands full. That's for sure. What happens when guys like you, but they compete against you. In other words, a lot of your competitors, they couldn't stand you. Uh, uh, let's look back at James Harrison. The guy wanted to kill you with the Steelers forever. He became your teammate, yeah. and he said, God, I hate to admit it, he's a nice guy, and I love him now. I'm sorry I behaved in that fashion all these, <laughs> all these years. So <laughs> what happens when guys are competitors? You don't go to the Pro Bowl anymore, but they get to know yeah. you and they like you. Does it, change? Does it change their ferocity when they're playing? I kind of feel that way about them too. You know, a lot of them I don't like either. So, and then I get to be on their <laughs> team and, and I kind of like them like Sherm, man, Sherm, I was, no, no, not that I didn't like him. He was a, uh, you know, Sherm's had an incredible career. I actually really have enjoyed my time with him and Dominican Sue. I mean, he was after me for a long time and now he's my teammate. I love having him on my team. So, you know, that's just the way it is. JPP, another one, he, he got after me for a long time. Now I'm his teammate. So, um, it's really unique. You know, I think there's a great respect that we all have for one another when we meet and we, you know, ultimately get to know each other. And it's just, uh, we're all after the same thing. That's part of the competition. You know, we're all after that one thing that's really important. I said to my friend the other day, you know, second place is the same as 32nd in the end. So if you're not first, you're last. That's a Ricky Bobby line. And uh, it's the truth in, in professional football. You're here to win. And, and because everyone's going after that one thing, um, you know, you do have a little bit of animosity, but at the same time, you have a lot of healthy respect for the opponents, too. And I have that. And they have that for me. Did I ever tell you what Al Davis used to tell me? What's that? It's a vicious struggle to be number one. One team wins, and the other 31 are looking for answers. Yeah. Yeah. It sums it up. And, um, you know, we're at a point in the year we don't know where that one team's going to be, and there's some teams that realize they're not going to be the one. And I think this is the really important time of year where you got to just 
You got to push as hard as you can for the next five, six weeks. You got to put everything you can. It's called competitive stamina. And uh, it was a great line from Al Groh that he talked to our team when I was at the Patriots. And ever since he said that, I said, so true. The competitive stamina of playing in the NFL is an intangible. And uh, like I said earlier, the, the, the hope is worn off at this point. And you're not at the end of the, t- you're, you know, the light is not at the end of the tunnel. So the only thing you have is your competitive stamina. And how often can you show up every day and give your best so that when you need it, you know, six or eight weeks from now, it's been primed and it's ready to go. And, uh, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to have a great competitive stamina to, to think about the details, to not overlook anything, to just keep pushing on, even when it's, when it gets tough. And, uh, I know we got a team full of guys that'll do that. So that gives me a lot of encouragement. Interesting thought. The hope is worn off. Hope is not a strategy, folks. Hope is not a strategy. This is Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. We're brought to you by Ring. Protect your house like the best with an award-winning Ring Alarm security system. Score a special offer on Ring Alarm today. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Tom, the news cycle has been dominated, and a story that's not going away is Aaron Rodgers and what has happened with him uh, contracting coronavirus, uh, missed the game against Kansas City. Uh, The Packers lost um, that game. Uh, He is out until at least next Saturday, can't practice with the team. You've often talked on this program about eliminating distractions. Uh, This is about as big of a distraction as you can have. Yeah. And of course I figured you'd ask me about this. So, uh, I mean, this is a very typical, don't tell me, don't tell me you've got another statement. Have you written another statement? No, I didn't. (laughs) I just know that I, I figured out I'm not commenting on Aaron Rodgers personal situation. Um, far be it from me to tell anyone what to put in their body. Um, but by the way, Jim, my book, the TB 12 method is available (laughs) in paperback wherever nutritional books are sold. And I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I was I was close to a statement. <laughs> nope. Just thought about it. And obviously that's how I feel. And that's all I'm gonna say. You said coronavirus would be with us throughout the season. We probably didn't expect that it would come in this fashion. I think it's part of our society and um, you know, everyone's dealing with it as best they can and trying to take as many precautions as we can. Um, but yeah, it's affecting different teams. Coaches have been out, players have been out, executives have been out. Um you know, we're testing every week and we're trying to prevent the spread of it. So we've missed some players this year. Other teams have missed some players this year. I hope everyone stays safe. I think that's just uh, the important part in all of it. Been a pretty serious show this week. A lot of serious topics. I know. Should we take uh, should is... we take some questions from the fans? Some of the fun things that come in to, uh, to Let's Go at SiriusXM.com? I think we lighten it up. I- I'm all for lighting it up. I like light talk and uh, life's so serious lately. I mean, I think we got to find ways to-, to laugh a little more. So go for it. I'm all for this. First question is who's responsible for making sure that all of Gronk's clocks are set to the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure on his iPhone, it switches for him. So I think he- he's very fortunate. He's- I've never seen him wear a watch and he's got a girlfriend, Camille. So I think she's the responsible one in that relationship. So Go, Camille, go. Make sure he's there on time. Let's go. <laughs> you think he's going to be able to play? Is he feeling better? Uh, he, you know, he's been battling. I feel, you know, I feel terrible when he's not out there, especially when, you know, I throw him a ball and he gets hit. And, uh, you know, he was on the other end of a tough 
collision in the Ram game in week four. And um, he's working his way back. I mean, I know he's as tough as they come. And uh, there's nobody that wants to be out there like Gronk. So he'll be back there as soon as he's healthy. He'll be back. All right. Our next question comes in. It's uh, you wear a glove when you're playing. Do you actually keep a pair of gloves in your glove compartment? (laughs) (laughs) There's anything but gloves in the glove compartment. Who puts gloves in the glove compartment? I mean, Kleenex registration. I don't know. Spare key. I don't know what else goes in there. Uh, but not gloves. That, that makes no sense to me. Unless you're Lewis Hamilton. I mean, nobody's using gloves unless you're race car driving. The fans are really funny. If you follow your uh, Instagram or your Twitter feed, they come up with some really, really funny stuff. I, I don't know who else sees it other than Snake and, and the folks who put this together. But, but yeah. here's our next one. Um, if you had to spend the night in a grocery store, which aisle would you pick? <laughs> oh God! Have you been to the grocery store? Have you gone? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. A long time. Does it? Don't you just order online? It gets sent to your house now. I mean, it's, and by the way, I haven't been to the grocery store in a long time. I've been to Target a few times for the kids, but I haven't been to the grocery store. So you got to ask someone else that question. Ask probably ask the fresh fruit question. and the produce department is where you would probably spend the night. I would guess. I, I mean, I like that. Unless it's a cheat night, and then I'd be at like the Pop Tart menu. Or the, you know, there's <laughs> the bakery. Yeah, the, the bakery. I'd, I'd get away with a little bit of that. All right. Final question here this week from the fans. How long do you think it would take you to catch a pig with your bare hands? <laughs> oh, a lot longer than this program. So uh, I'd be after it for a long time. First of all, I can't run. Second of all, I, uh, I, I'm very careful with what I do with my hands. So uh, I'd have to jump on top and smother it somehow. But I certainly, my daughter would kill me if I hurt it. So this one would take a long time. And perhaps you could use the gloves that are not in the glove compartment. You would need, you would need some, some good gloves. That's right. And nothing like a grease pig. That's what we call footballs when they get a little nasty out there. All right, Tom, any athlete is going to tell you that it helps to work with an expert. That's why we come to you every week. But if you're buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. Jim Gray and Tom Brady here on Sirius XM. Uh, Tom, a couple of weeks ago, you appeared on Monday Night Football and you told uh, Peyton and Eli Manning uh, that playing defense is like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> oh. And and we saw where your former teammate, Teddy Bruschi, who you played oh, with God. with the Patriots, great player and uh, terrific broadcaster now with ESPN. He went on Twitter and he wrote, Tom Brady is not my friend anymore. Where do things stand now? So I don't know that you answered uh, Teddy on Twitter. So we figured perhaps we'd get your answer here. Where do things stand now? That's tough. I'm actually surprised. I had no idea we were friends at this point. So uh, as I said, (laughs) Teddy considers me that. (laughs) That's my boy. That's my boy. I love you, Teddy. Love you, Teddy. Uh, So which are we to believe? The first answer or the cleanup? I don't know. We're hedging. Clean it up. Clean it up. (laughs) Tom, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Go, and we will talk to you next Monday night. All right, guys. Great talking to you. Have fun. Enjoy the week. Sign (laughs) your friend, Tom Brady. And if you missed any of this program, 
You can catch this episode, the entire Let's Go with Tom Brady. It's available wherever you stream your podcasts. Subscribe today. Please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. You can also interact with the show by emailing us your questions. A lot of you folks have this address. Here it is again. Let's go at SiriusXM.com. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, and congratulations once again to the Snake. Three marathons in six weeks. Berlin, Boston, and New York did a great job. And to our production assistant, Harris Fabishoff, our great sponsors, Mastro's USAA Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. We'll talk to you again next Monday night right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.